What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Hardy. I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I'm excited to be with you this morning as we continue on in our series as we're uncovering the mystery of Jesus. And so just looking at different things, and um, I have really enjoyed this series of just one, listening to how our staff have um, read through different passages of Scripture and been able to see God for who He is and um, almost kind of just come alive and see Him in a new way and um, how it has impacted their life. And so I am honored to be able to share a passage with you that has done that for me. And um, honestly, in one of the most difficult uh, year and a half um, of my life, and I'm sure for many of you, it's been a very difficult and weird year, and there's just been a lot going on with all of us. And so hopefully today encourages you a little bit. Um, we're going to be in John 18, verses 1 through Nine. And um, so, a little backstory here is Jesus has been here and he's lived his perfect life. He's brought the disciples in and, you know, he has shared everything about them. He has just gone to the Garden of Gethsemane and is there with his disciples and has just led this life, you know, has shown them what to do and prepared them and all these kind of things. And then the moment comes that he's going to surrender his life um, ultimately so that we um, could have life. And so this is his path to the cross and leading up to him going to the cross, this incredible encounter um, in the Garden of Gethsemane with the Roman officials and his betrayer, Judas. Um, Judas Iscariot is actually a disciple um, and so it's one of the 12 that, um, he was actually the treasury, took care of the money, all that kind of stuff, but he was very fond of money, um, and traded Jesus in for, um, some silver. And so we're going to read this part and it just kind of was very impactful for me. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to give you just kind of a reason why this is important for me. Um, so in John 18, I'm reading through the NIV translation. Starting in verse one, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Man, this passage it's very significant, and you're probably like, okay, this is weird. It's just when Jesus was arrested, you know, how is this super significant? But a little backstory, um, 
if you've been reading or listening to the podcast a while back, I've just kind of shared a little bit of when my dad was diagnosed with cancer and then when he passed away um, a year ago um, in April and um, then kind of remembered him this past April of being gone for about a year. Um, And so leading up to my dad's death, um, when his kind of, he was diagnosed with stage four um, uh, cancer. Um, it was skin cancer that formed originally in his tongue, but metastasized to his lungs, his spine and his hip and his brain. And so it just took all over. And it took ever since that diagnosis, it took about a year. Um, and so that diagnosis was in March of uh, 2019 and he passed away in April, 2020. And so it was weird. Um, when it took a turn for the worst, I, uh, remember sitting in a coffee shop. Um, I was preparing to preach, uh, Easter service for our students, um, uh, for our high school students. And I'm sitting at a Starbucks and, um, now this is before COVID, this is pre COVID. So I'm sitting in a Starbucks and, I'm just struggling to prepare for this passage just because I'm reading John 18 leading up to Jesus' death. And then I'm going to read his death and resurrection. And, you know, we celebrate that, what God's done. That's the whole reason why we're here and how we have this hope that we can hold on to and that we get to spend eternity with him. And then all, all that kind of stuff. I can continue going on and on and on. Um, and as you're on your way to work today and as you're reading along with me, whatever you may be doing, um, I was sitting in that coffee shop and this thought came in my head because I was like, my dad's going to die. My dad's not going to be here. He's not going to see my son grow up. He's not going to be able to hold my son. He's going to be gone. He's not going to be here. He's not going to be able to see my brother get married. He's all these kind of things, these thoughts and all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, he's just, he's going to die. And the thought came into my head. um, And I believe it's the Holy Spirit telling me, you don't believe that I have power. You don't believe that my name is powerful. And I'm just kind of sitting in this Starbucks, just struggling. And then I read the moment that Jesus says, who is it you want? And he says, I, they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he says, I am he. And verse six says, when Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Some translation says they flung back and fell to their face because Jesus uttered, I am he. That showed me the power, the awe, the beauty of Jesus just in those words of him saying, I am he. Showing that he has the power, that he can break these chains away from being arrested. He doesn't have to give up his life. He could be doing whatever he wanted. But in this moment, he wanted to surrender his life because he knew this was the only way that he could have a relationship with us. And so this brought scripture alive for me, especially in this moment where I am sitting at Starbucks and I'm, I'm just in a dark place, a dark place where I'm just struggling and I'm wrestling with God. I'm questioning God. I'm doubting his goodness while I'm trying to prepare to preach a sermon to high school students. And God gently leaned in and said, Danny, you don't believe that my name has power. 
And let me tell you, I began to just weep in the middle of a Starbucks. If you were at Starbucks that day, you've been like, dang, what in the world is happening to this dude? Like I was just was tears were flowing, all this kind of stuff, because I realized that I had been trying to control everything. I'd been trying to do everything and put everything in this box instead of leaning in to who God is and his power. Because scripture says it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within me. And so he has the power to save my dad. He has the power to heal my dad. He has the power to make him new. He has the power to heal him and where we can look and be like, oh my gosh, look at my God. But also, on the other side of that, he has the power to walk hand in hand with me when my dad died. He has the power to show me that he is enough. To show me that he is good, no matter what the circumstances are. To show me that he is enough, even when I prayed my heart out for healing to come, and it didn't. But just knowing that I am he is sitting next to me, because his word says that he draws near to the brokenhearted. Just reading when his buddy Lazarus passes away, says that he weeps. That was real for me. Because Jesus met me right where I was. And when he said, I am he, he showed me that he has the power that can do anything that he desires, which also means that he has the power to walk with me as I mourn, uh, walk with me as I grieve, to show me that I'm not alone, to show me that, hey, if I lean into his strength, man, I will be okay. Because his word says that we will have trouble. It's not an if. John three, John 16, 33 says we will have trouble in this life. We will have trouble. But take heart. Have, have courage. I have overcome the world. And that's the hope that we have. And so that became real to me in John 18, 1 through 9, moments before Jesus was going to the cross. He showed his power that his words flung people to their face. And so I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's happening. I know you're on your way to work or you're reading this with your family or listening by yourself, hanging out, whatever you may be doing. But my prayer is that you would see Jesus for who he is. Those moments that may seem dark and you feel alone and you don't know where to go. You don't know where left right up down you don't know what to do what to say what to even think and i would like to challenge you just to present yourself and just say god here i am i'm here i don't know what to say i don't know what to do i'm struggling because the more we are real with god the more we are real with god and realizing where we are and being vulnerable and honest with ourselves then the better off we're going to be because then we can begin to try and work through whatever this is. And we're not going to be perfect. We're not going to do everything perfectly. But we have a perfect Savior walking with us hand in hand. And so that's why this passage is real to me and, and allows me to see 
Jesus for who he is. He is powerful, more powerful than we could ever imagine. And we need to lean into who he says he is. Sometimes I have to pray, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Maybe that's you today. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are and all that you do for us. God, I just pray today that you would encourage us, that we would see you for who you are. We would see how powerful you are. You have the power to save. You have the power to heal. You have the power to walk with us while we grieve. You have the power to hold us up. You have the power to do whatever you want to do, God. And help us not to lean on our own understanding, but to lean on you, to trust you in all our ways, God. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for hanging with us today. I hope that you continue to be with us as we continue to walk through um, uncovering the mystery of Jesus. It's beautiful, and I hope that you continue to walk with us. But we love you. Have a good day, and we will see you next time. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.